Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Modern Couples, What Your Therapist Never Told You. My name is Rick Miller. I'm Lillian Vortis. And we're both therapists who love working with couples. We're thrilled that you've joined us. And today our topic is sleeping with the dogs. That is a great topic, especially because of the case that you brought early on. Yeah. So could you explain the case a little bit? Absolutely. This is a good one. So it's a male yes. couple that I've been working with. And I've been working with them for a long time. And I finally found out that, drum roll, please, they're <laughs> sleeping in separate bedrooms. And one person sleeps with one dog in his room. And the other person sleeps with the other dog in his room. This is after probably two years of couples therapy. Imagine my surprise. Wow. Wow. It's so interesting that they didn't bring that up before. That's right. That blows me away. Yes. <laughs> but I could, just by that, I could predict that that couple has issues around intimacy, mm -hmm. disconnection, and or sex. I think it's, I knew that they weren't having sex and that it was and an surprise, issue. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> right? This is why I get the big box, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I assumed they were sleeping in the same bed with the dogs. And one of the solutions that they spoke about is getting two king-size beds so both of them and the dogs can fit into the bed together. But I'm just going on what you're saying, Lillian. And I think there's something to be said about exploring why they prefer to sleep with the dog rather than each other and what it means. Yes. It's so interesting because there are things that we do that connect us to others and our partner. And there are things that we do that distance ourselves. And sometimes we are not very, very attuned to those things. We make decisions we do not pay attention to the connection. We do not pay attention to the relationship. And then we complain that we don't have enough intimacy. We do not have enough sex. What's going on? But then we just continue making decisions like sleeping in separate rooms. Right. Do not pay attention to rituals to sleep. Making our partner feel desired or wanted or important. These are important things to pay attention to. They are. And one of the things I ask couples when I work with them is, do you go to sleep at the same time every night with each other? Or do you go to sleep at different times? And what is the ritual? And do you wake up at different times? And I find it interesting that couples who go to sleep at the same time, even if they're next to each other and reading or watching TV, have a connection where they're kind of in the world together joined in a way that's kind of nice and they wake up at the same time and there's something ritualistic and reinforcing about that kind of thing although waking up and looking at my dog is a favorite activity of mine <laughs> does Oren get jealous of that <laughs> well he's not nearly as cute so, <laughs> so I have Oren on one side of the bed and then my mm -hmm. dog sleeps on her own dog bed on the floor on the other side of me. 
And there's something so comforting about waking up and seeing her sleeping peacefully and soundly. But I guess we should get back to couples. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about connection. Yes. And we are talking about attachment. Yeah. And we do create attachment to our pets. Yes. And sometimes because our pets are not demanding, they love us unconditionally. They're so, it's so sweet. much easier. Yes. Sometimes it's so much easier. It demands less from us. So it's easier to sleep with the dogs than sleep with your partner who can snore, who have different sleep patterns. It might have restless leg syndrome, insomnia. Absolutely. And might so much harder to negotiate than your pet. So I think you said the important word is negotiate. It takes a lot of negotiation to sleep together. Couples have to get used to each other, to the movements, the sounds. And I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of time in couples therapy talking with couples about their bedtime rituals, their sleeping. And also, just as many people are struggling, people also find comfort in being in bed with each other and hearing each other and being connected. You don't sleep with many people. You sleep with yourself and you sleep with your partner. Unless you have a different lifestyle, right. <laughs> a polyamorous, or, but it's a very intimate thing to do, right? Yes. And also, when you are sleeping, you are kind of disconnected. So it is important to have a ritual of connection and before you go to bed and when you wake up. Some people have different time schedules for work and things like that, and they just miss that completely. And it does affect the connection, the intimacy a lot. Absolutely. When you are in bed, you can look at your partner's eyes and you can see how they are and have a different conversation about the day and how they are really. Many couples that I find that go to sleep together may talk or at dinner or watch TV together or do certain things. But by the time they go to bed, they may not be talking a lot, but they're with each other. Is it okay if I go back to dogs for a moment or cats or whatever the animals are? Yes. <laughs> I think speaking for male couples, but not just male couples, frequently when they have an animal, the way that they speak to their animal can be a uniting experience for the owners. Baby talk, sweet talk, talking to the dog while still communicating to the spouse through the dog or the cat. And some couples enjoy the ritual as a way of being close without having to get too close to each other. Yes. Interesting that you said without having to be too close to each other. I find that interesting comment. In what way? I don't know what you... Oh, because... What does it mean to be too close? You're talking about a little bit of how comfortable one person is in closeness with the, or a connection with the other. That's some right. people feel uncomfortable when it's too close, and That's some right. people would feel uncomfortable with too distant. And what does that mean for each couple? That is interesting. They might use the dogs or the pets somehow to create that distance or that safety yeah. in connection with their partner. One of the things that I love to do on Zoom in couples sessions is watch how couples treat their animals during the sessions. And frequently, they'll be 
the dog either in between the partners on Zoom or one partner who has a hard time expressing himself will be patting the dog throughout the session. And it's so endearing and so sweet. And I'll say, it's interesting how attentive you are to the dog and able to connect, but it's so much harder for you to do that with your partner. Oh, I love that. The good intervention. So it shows them that they do have that. It's somehow in the relationship, they don't feel that they can express that so as freely and ask the couple why. Why is that? And male couples. I mean, it's probably safe to say that two men who grew up as men have a bigger struggle being emotionally connected to each other and may be comfortable with a greater distance with each other, hence the comfort of the dogs. Yes. But we have to understand that love is not enough. What do you mean? Love is not enough to sustain a relationship. Sometimes you feel loving towards your partner. Sometimes you feel angry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, so love enough to sustain a relationship for many years. Mm -hmm. Knowing that there are things that we do that connect us, that connect us to each other. And what are those things, right? Those rituals that you are describing, the small little texts that you go back and forth or that That's right. that you call your partner when you go travel or those things that you feel connected, that makes you feel connected to your partner and your partner feels connected to you. So what do you do? What are the things that you do in partnerships that you're, are your rituals and are there animals involved? I never had, a, actually I had a pet, I don't have pets. My parents didn't allow me to have pets, so I didn't grow up with them. And I just don't have that. You don't know what you're missing. I know. My daughter keeps telling me that (laughs) I should get... My sister says that I should have a cat. I said I do not want to turn into a cat lady. So, (laughs) (laughs) How about a dog lady? (laughs) I might be. But so far, I, I don't have it. But I do like keeping small connections throughout the day. Wonderful. Texting emojis, I'm thinking about you, Mm -hmm. or I'm leaving the work right now, or what would you like for dinner? Could you stop at the supermarket and and get this for me? So throughout the day, I know what's happening with my partner. He knows what's happening with me. At night, love coming back home and just unpacking the day. It's all about connection. And there is something so sweet about unpacking the day. And it makes me think about a couple I saw this past week that don't spend enough time doing that. And that was my intervention. Have dinner and talk about your day. It sounds so novel. And it was such a great difference for them. And they don't have a dog. I told you about some things that I do that makes me feel connected. One of the things that we do that makes us feel disconnected, I know one thing. For me, it was such a betrayal when he watched Game of Thrones episode without me. I was just so Uh, pissed. Oh, that's interesting. I was just like, this is something that we do together. How dare you watch this? Absolutely. And we can do a whole episode about TV shows. (laughs) Yes. Well, one of the things that Oren will do is walk away from a television show if he doesn't like it when we're in the middle of watching it. And I'm like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. 
<laughs> communicate with me. Tell me. Right? Yes. One, yes. Of, one of the rituals that we have in going to sleep, though, is sleeping with the dog. The dog doesn't get to sleep with us, but the dog gets to be in the bed with us before we go to sleep. So she'll be in between us. And frequently I'll say, look at her. She's so cute. She's so adorable. And then we send her on her way. And then we cuddle and hopefully go to sleep. Oh, nice. That's a very good ritual. Night ritual. Yes. Do you think that the connection would lead to more sex? Or do you think that couples need novelty and different things to still keep the spark sexually? I think that the connection that leads to sex, particularly in long-term relationships, is just that very thing. And I'm sure you do this all the time with the couples that you work with, that you ask them to work on being with each other, enjoying time together, and reminding them that This is what true intimacy is all about. And intimacy can be sexual, intimacy can be non-sexual, intimacy can be all of the above. But the secret to good sex is connection. I agree with you. But there are a lot of couples or a lot of people who I think that they miss the point. And what we are talking about here today is the connection, the the things that we do that makes us feel connected and paying attention to that. Because if we don't, then we are going to feel disconnected, uh, feel distant. And then, of course, sex is going to suffer. And I do agree with you that today's theme really is about connection. But I do have to say, I'm not a prudish couples therapist. And if couples (laughs) want to do a variety of things, I'm with them in that process. But connection is first and foremost. And if a couple is experimenting sexually without connection, where does it get them? If the connection is already suffering, introducing those things, I think it's even more risky. Yeah. I agree. And right now I'm thinking the scent of my dog and the feeling of having her in bed. (laughs) It's so nice. And maybe there is a quality of being connected with one's partner, with the dog in the bed too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are your takeaway points? My takeaway points is that love is not enough in a sense of we need to pay attention and tend to the relationship and the connection in the relationship. We can be very thoughtless and not pay attention to that. And then your relationship is going to suffer. And there are small little things that we do during the day that keep the connection. And they are important, like small little text messages, saying nice little things, being kind to your partner, all those things, doing things together at the end of the day or sometime in the day is important. It takes so little to be connected in those ways, and it really reinforces closeness. I wanted to add my takeaway, which is establish a bedtime ritual. And if you can work on going to sleep at the same time, And as I say to my couples, you don't have to be doing anything incredible. Just be next to each other. And if you're both reading or both watching TV and you're in sync with each other and you turn off lights at the same time and you go to sleep, it just feels really, really good. Yes. I think we're good to wrap up. And thank you for joining us for the Modern Couples podcast. And it's been great to be here. Thank you, Lillian. 
Thank you. See you next time. Take care. Take care.